Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Beyond Sunday. This is Pastor Jeff Carlson from Connection Point Church, and I'm here with Pastor Jim Walsh, extraordinaire. And uh, hi, Jim. Hey. How you doing, buddy? It's a new one. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so we thought, you know, we announced a few weeks ago um, that Pastor Jim and Robin are going to be leading a team to the southeast side of Lafayette, hopefully, as the Lord leads us to plant a new church. And uh, at least to begin with, we're looking at this church being uh, a campus of Connection Point Church, and Pastor Jim's going to preach live. We're not going to do video or anything weird like that. Um, But uh, definitely going to extend our church and our reach to a place that is uh, kind of empty of churches. And so, Pastor Jim, you've been here for a long time <laughs> and done many roles here. Uh, so just for the new people that maybe aren't as familiar with uh, what you and Robin have done here, mm-hmm. what kind of things have you done here? Like, what What's that been like being in the same church for a really long time and now looking at uh, not really leaving the church because you'll still remain, you know, a significant part of the church, but leading in a very different way that you've never done before. What's how's that? How's that feel and your history and everything that you've done? Uh, well, you know, we've we started here in 1993. I uh, came in as youth pastors. I was 15. Just gonna say, <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we when we got here in in 93, we had been in youth ministry for nine years and our mantra at that time was youth leaders, youth pastors for life, yeah. you know? And, um, I mean, for, for your average youth pastor, we, we ended up doing 25 years of youth ministry. That's pretty significant. Yeah, that's pretty I'd decent. Say that's not normal. Not, <laughs> not really. <laughs> not a bad way. Just, you know. <laughs> and then, you know, there were some changes here in the church and, you know, I think, slowly through our time just serving the church and being so embedded in the church and the community, you just, you really get to the place where you're just willing to do whatever you can to serve the church, mm. which really honestly as a role of the youth pastor is I'm, I'm serving the pastor by first and foremost. And so uh, by ministering to, to the youth, I'm serving him. And so I just, when there was a transition, I just went to the pastor and said, How, what's the best way I can serve our church at this yeah. time? You know, we got transition going on. Do you want me to continue to do this? Is there something better? Or not better, but different. So I stepped into some different roles. I started leading our worship teams. And we, our youth ministry at that time had really kind of developed a reputation of doing a lot of outreach stuff. Mm-hmm. We're basically the outreach arm of the church, for lack of any other way to say it. Yeah. Did that come from you? Like. Yeah. Is that kind of a passion of yours? That was just a passion of ours. Yeah. Um, Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. We just loved doing different things that really reached primarily the marginalized, you know, and people that are kind of somewhat forgotten. And so, you know, we just, that kind of became part of my portfolio as, you know, continue those outreach things, doing worship. Uh, We started doing small group things and, and just really whatever hat was necessary to keep You've been going. the jack of all trades around here. My good friend, Adam Howard, yeah. used a description for me. I, I didn't argue with it. I think it's not, I think it's fair. He calls me the uh, Swiss army knife of connection <laughs> point. <Trek. laughs> 
I kind of yeah. like that one. So you got scissors and you got a corkscrew. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, those things that you use yeah. all the time. That's right. right. That's right. <laughs> I know those scissors come in handy sometimes. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> so anyhow, that kind of led to a lot of different roles. And and that really has just been kind of my heart is what what is necessary to serve the church. And you know, because at different times and different seasons, there's certain things that require more attention or whatever. And mm-hmm. Or you may have leadership in place, you may not. And so do mm-hmm. we just raise up leaders and do that? So that's just kind of been our our role. Yeah. It's just to keep things moving and I know at time I know you left for a season, um, served in a couple of different places, but came back to Lafayette. So what is it uh like what what is the the passion or the heart, the love God has put in you and Robin for, you know, Greater Lafayette? You know, like why why is this the place where you settled and, you know, feel really, I would say, a sense of uh, of deep calling uh, to this place? Um, when we came, you know, after we had served here for four or five years, and, and then we went to a different community. We came from a community, came here for five years, and went back to that community. And it was just, I think, that contrast in those two different transitional moments. Mm the community that we were, we started in was really in decline. Um, schools were just suffering. The The mentality of the community was just very apathetic and just depressed. And we came over here and it's just like, wow, this community just, mm. especially back then, we didn't know, you know, 30 years ago that this city was really just getting, yeah, just getting ripped up. Of, yeah. Yeah. But the thing that we realized too, there was just a real strong family value values here, and and um, people were willing to um, invest and work, and they're progressive. They 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 pour into their families and their communities, and the mentality and the mindsets here were just a lot more optimistic and hopeful. And um, there's a strong um, work ethic here I think with the farm community mm-hmm. and so all that just really was more connected to kind of who we were just attractive to you yeah and that's your family so really and uh, when we came back the second time it was because primarily because this is the this was how we want these were the kind of people we want to raise our kids around because mm-hmm. our kids were still relatively young and that that was a big drawing it was we we want our kids around these kinds of people this kind of mindset you know this kind of community and and i mean we've seen that since we've been here is this you know community continues to really hold all your all your kids have stayed here except one and that's just because of school yeah she's just in school she's in school um well that's awesome i and i think that over the years no doubt you know the community's gone deeper and deeper in you and i i know knowing you and having conversations the the heart for lost people in greater lafayette and you know that that evangelistic spirit that you had you know as a youth pastor has never really left and uh you know your heart where where do you think that came from like where do you think that god deposit is that just a gift you have like it's it's maybe the fivefold ministry on your life or how how did that bend towards people who were far from god or the marginalized, whatever. Uh, how did that develop in your life through the years? Um, I think some, I, I mean, obviously I think uh, the Holy Spirit 
does that Amen. does that work? Amen. Um, uh, but I, I believe a lot of it was how I grew up. I grew up in a very, very, very difficult kind of a situation where we were very poor and um, we had some things that happened to us as kids and our family and our house burned down and just on and on. <clears throat> and I think um, growing up in that and seeing what it's like to, to be forgotten and pushed out and truly being a minority. I mean, we really did grow up in places where we were the minority in the, in the area. And so, you know, I think that in bed, uh, you know, does something to you. Yeah. You start, you start to just, you're aware of the people that most people aren't aware of. Yours and turned into like some people go through those things and it, you know, they can become bitter. They can become, you know, jaded. Yeah. Yours seem to have turned into compassion and a desire then to be available to people that are going through similar things or, mm-hmm. or whatnot. So, I mean, I know that's partly the Holy Spirit, but how did that, uh, how, did you have to fight off bitterness ever or jadedness or frustration or anything like that uh, to get there? Um, the only time I have to fight it off is when leaders don't have that same <laughs> value. I, I think most people in your community are aware of that and have, you know, some level of compassion mm-hmm. toward people that are marginalized mm-hmm. and forgotten and all that. Um, but when, when, you know, you see other leaders who are like, Oh, well, that's, that's nice. I'm good for you. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait a minute. <laughs> so that, that's usually the only time I just kind of, but you know, you just kind of go, well, that's yeah. unfortunate, but I'm going to continue on, you know, people haven't had those experiences or been exposed. You know, I'm, I'm always reminded, and of, um, you know, Jesus looking at the city and being moved with compassion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Jews had done so many wicked things through through those centuries, murdering prophets and, you know, blaspheming God, all kinds of things. And Jesus could have easily been just, you know, angry and jaded. And I'm not that God can be jaded. Maybe God can't be. I don't know if God can be jaded. Or not. But anyway, Jesus in his human side certainly could have That's reacted. That's next week's podcast. That's next week. <laughs> <laughs> jaded people, especially God. Uh, but Jesus was moved with compassion. And I know for a lot of people that have never really been exposed to that, um, it's hard It's hard sometimes for them to feel compassion or sense compassion. It's one of the things I love about world missions, going overseas and seeing those third world countries, and then you come home and you're much more aware of those people around yeah. you. I don't think people think about, particularly West Lafayette, um, and I would say the majority of Lafayette as a place where there are marginalized people or there, or there are you know, poorer people. But 35% of just West Lafayette lives below the poverty line. That's a lot. That's yeah. one in three people. Yeah, you know, that's a surprise. Yeah, it's a surprise when you look at the demographics. Mm-hmm. Lafayette's uh, a little a little higher population, but but in similar in similar veins. Um, but I think in Lafayette, people think of the marginalized as living, you know, sort of in the that that downtown kind of rougher area. But really, they're they're really spread out. There's mm-hmm. a number of places as I have dro- driven around. I've only been here so long, but. Um, so over the years as God did that and you, you know, certainly you led this church in, uh, evangelism and reaching out. I know there were many times, uh, particularly this is just stories I've heard, Jim, you're sort of legendary, but, uh, particularly like during COVID or during, 
uh, pastoral. I mean, you've you've lived through I think three pastoral transitions. Uh, is that right? I yeah, think that's right. Yeah, three that's, pastoral that's transitions. Mm-hmm. So, anytime things like that happen, certainly nobody saw you know expected COVID in in 2020, 2021. But mm-hmm. uh, so often you picked up pieces, and and I think I think uh, held some things together that maybe would have floundered. Uh, particularly in, in transitions, uh, when there's no leader there to lead those pieces, if no one steps up to pick them up, maybe they maybe they fall. And uh, I don't know the stories I've heard about you doing that. I just look at that and I go, you know, for how many years you've been in ministry? Say say forty years. Yeah, nearly forty. Yeah. Okay, for forty years, I feel like, and I don't, this isn't hyperbole. I truly think this. All those experiences and all those things have led you to this moment, this moment of you, you certainly at any time in the last 25 or 30 years could have went and, and pastored a church could have went and probably had opportunity to do that if you'd wanted to. And the Lord didn't have that for you yet, but he has it for you now. So why now do you feel like it's the, it's the season, it's the time to go and, and into this new thing you've never done before yet you've done it all. Like you've never done it before, but yet you've done it all uh, in pieces throughout your life and ministry. So why now, other than me prodding you, but why why now do you feel the Lord saying, okay, now it's time to put all those pieces together and go and do this new work? Yeah, boy, that's a... That's a loaded question. That, maybe. that is. You set that up. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, I think you have to you have to always know that, you know, one act of obedience opens up, mm. you know, I think more opportunity. And so, you know, I started with a simple, yes, I'll do this. And I did that until something else. And you just say, yes, you yeah. know, I think, I think that's a, that's always a good word to start with the Lord, just say yes. And, and, you know, then that leads to something else. And, 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 you know, uh, there's times where you just serve and, and it may or may not be fully in your, perfect gifting or passions or whatever, but you know, you, you serve and, and you, and it's great and it's fruitful and, and it helps people and it's awesome. Um, and then, you know, you'll see the Lord will at times just transition your heart or temper your heart for what's next. Cause I, I never felt like I went into anything next that it wasn't like, Oh, that was, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. And so I remember when I was youth, pastor and people will talk about why don't you pastor i'm like no no thank you just there there was nothing there at all and you know even in the last 10 10 years just not been anything there and so but all of a sudden there's something there Mm. you go you know i think kind of as an outside looking in not like internally going yeah i think like you're saying all these things have lined up and just kind of come to this place you kind of look at that just in a stewardship level you kind of go okay yeah so lord's done all this and invested put all this stuff in me yeah unto something more than just well just kind of hang out not that you know that's all i don't know we got lots of work for you to do (laughs) if you don't want to plan a church but i said i said that to you there's a ton to do yeah but I, I felt like, just to summarize what you're saying, you know, that all those gifts that you have, you know, I said to you one time, you you have all the gifts, you know, that you're not lacking. You know, some people want to pastor a church, but they lack the ability to, 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 to preach or to, or to minister to people or to whatever, to lead yeah. people, to disciple people, to 
all the different avenues. And there's a number of hats you wear, you know, when you lead, when you are a lead pastor. Um, and I just, you know, when I look at you and Robin, I see people that have all those things mm. and they've been developed in you for 35 or 40 years. And so I just felt like now's, now is a good time for you to step out. You know, you've got a good 10 plus whatever years that you can give um, before you may look at slowing down. But yeah, that's part of it too. You know, I, I've been in my own way, not joking, but I am kind of joking, you know, in the last five years, as I look out and see other friends Mm -hmm. who are our age, who are talking about retirement, who are empty nesters and, and there's just like this on the inside. (laughs) Like I don't want any of that. Yeah. And not like I'm critical of them. Just like, that's not for me. Yeah. Um, you know, slowing down, taking it easy, just not for me. And, and I, I guess too, you just see that in the word of God, you know, you don't, you don't notice anybody in the word that laid it down and walked away. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just want that. And, um, uh, and, and and the other thing too, I've just been searching for, you know, especially during our sabbatical this last summer, just, um, just hearing and trying to hear what the Holy Spirit saying in that, um, am I, am I at a place in ministry and life where I'm doing it by faith, where I'm desperate? Mm. I need you, Jesus. Mm. Or am I just doing it because, well, you know, I've, I've got, I got plenty of experience. I can just keep doing this, you yeah. know, and I don't want to keep, I don't want to minister out of place. You know, just experience. Yeah. I, I really want to be doing something that says, Oh my word, this throws me on my face before you every day, because <laughs> this is big. And, yeah. and I think that's part of the other part of the why now is that, <clears throat> Um, you know, as we've been having conversations in the last couple of week, weeks with pastors and just kind of going, you know, what, why are we here? Why, what's part of the history and what God's doing here? And it's just really, one thing that's really evident is it's not just a church on the corner doing its thing. Yeah. That yeah. He, he really is, intends us to be extended way beyond the walls of this church into the world. But, but I really believe this is time for us to multiply, especially in this Amen. community. And even... I mean, just, it doesn't take too much, just simple logic to go, our community is growing faster than our community can keep up with, yeah. let alone oh, yeah. what is needed for yeah. God to do what he wants to do. Amen. So there's just, there's plenty. I mean, this is, this is one, but there's going to be, I think we're going to, I believe it's just going to be one of many that we need to start. Uh, I, I, I really get a sense in my heart. The, we haven't started this one yet. And I'm going, oh my, I think we're, I don't want to use the word behind the curve, but. We got to get on it. We are behind the curve. Not not our church particularly, but just the kingdom, I, yeah. I would say. Mm-hmm. And that's been true for many, many years, that, that the church has not kept up with population expansion and growth, especially in our cities, yeah. in our, our population centers. Uh, I did the math yesterday when I was the church planning director. Uh, my goal was one Assemblies of God church for about every 15,000 residents. And uh, that was just oh. sort of my rule of thumb. Some districts, it's less than that. I know the Montana district, it's like one for every 5,000. Uh, so they're just different scenarios. So it, just going by the one for 15,000, yeah. Greater Lafayette, just Tippecanoe County, could sustain 12 <laughs> spirit-filled Assemblies of God churches. So right. I think we have, what do we have, four? This Would this be four? This no, will this be, would five. be five. Right. This yeah. will be five, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, which which tells me there are pockets of population and and uh demographic whatever that we're just missing between the even the four churches we have we're just missing 
So, uh, you know, the, the combined attendance, not that the Assemblies of God or whatever is the only way to go. I realize there are other good, really good churches here in Lafayette, but, you know, my job was the Assemblies of God, not the other churches. So uh, if you add up the attendance of all four of our churches right now, you know, we're probably pushing 1,200, 1,300 people in a county of 180,000 plus yeah. Purdue. Yeah. So like, oh my heavens, the the calling, the need is enormous. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, not that God has only allowed the Assemblies of God to harvest here. That's certainly not the case. Uh, there are other good churches. So, mm-hmm. but I do believe, you know, and, and I, I would say our church is, you know, we're also looking outside of just Tippecanoe County. We're, we're looking at Benton County. We're looking at some of these other outliers that, uh, especially, especially I would say Benton County, which has no assemblies of God. And to my knowledge, no spirit filled church mm-hmm. in the County. So, you know, Fowler and, uh, <coughs> Boswell and and uh, Oxford, I think, is the other one. Um, those are the main towns. I think you know, there's there's really nothing. So, I agree with you. I think we have to like wade into the water with this with this one, and then allow the Lord. I, and what I sense is, I agree with you. There'll be many, but I think it will come much faster than we think it's going to come. I think the Lord is going to send us planters. People in our church are going to rise up much faster than we thought to be ready to go do a, a new work somewhere, whatever. And it's going to be many different kinds of churches. Yeah, You know, the church we're going to do on the southeast side will be more like this church, I would guess. You know, a little bit more, uh, for lack of a better word, traditional churchy. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're looking at a dinner church downtown, you know, oh, downtown yeah. Lafayette to, to reach particularly homeless and 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 uh, people, you know, even drug addicts and single parents and people dealing with, you know, uh, where Amy Brinkley's working in the recovery cafe mm-hmm. and, you know, the our group that goes down and prayers walk Cincinnati Street. And things, yeah. You know, those kinds of people are probably never going to drive to our church, probably can't drive to yeah. our church or yeah. your, or the one we're going to plant where you'll lead. So, like, what, what if we go down there and we do church around the dinner table? You know, so anyway, that's, for me, that's a church. Yeah. That we can do. So anyway, there will be lots of churches and it's going to accelerate. Well, you, you use that word accelerate and this might be a side note, but I was just a couple of weeks ago, I was praying and I just had this sense. I mean, the Lord's just really been directing me to remember, even as I start my time of prayer, I'll start with God. I just, I'm just joining my prayer with Amen. people who have prayed for decades, who yeah. have given their life Amen. in prayer over this community. Even people we, know no, we, we don't, don't even know, know about. We'll never know. Yeah. But I'm joining my faith and my prayers with thousands upon thousands of others, mm-hmm. and and just asking you to do what you want to do, what your heart has been for this community. And, and you know, I'm aware of that, and I'm aware of you know, Lord, I will continue to be one of those who just continue to sow into that, into that huge, yeah, you know, mostly don't let me get in the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> do the work. Yeah, just do that. And um, but I, I had a sense as I was praying, I felt like the Lord was kind of. Uh, saying, you know, yes, that is there, but I am, I'm at a place now I'm ready to accelerate prayer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, pe- and not, not to take away from all those who have sown for years, but I believe it's just, this is that moment where he's, he's yeah. lighting and, yeah. and igniting it. And, and I think it's like, he's looking for those Ezekiels who will just have the faith to look at what's there 
and call it in the life. And it's like, if you'll say yeah. it, then I'm, I'm right here. I want to answer it. I yeah. want to accelerate that yeah. prayer. And I believe that he's wanting to do that. If, and, and I, if we can be that church that can have that kind of faith, I think like you're saying, I think you can begin to accelerate those movements. Well, I definitely feel the Lord has motivated this church towards prayer. We've been praying more. In fact, that you mentioned uh, Ezekiel 37, you know, that was a word of the Lord even Sunday that came mm-hmm. um, this last Sunday about about the dry bones and bring, breathing life into dry bones. And so we're we're bring, breathing life into into dry places, even yeah. in Lafayette, greater Lafayette yeah. and, and beyond that. I don't know where I don't have a real sense yet of where all God will take us, but he's in this and we're just trying to follow him together. I believe he's he's wanting to send us into the darkest corners. Yeah. Whew. Which needs prayer. Then. Yeah. We've got to push back darkness yeah. and do the work. Yep. Yeah. Um, so my heart is for anywhere between 40, 50, 60 people um, to go with this church plant to help get it rolling mm-hmm. and spend six months to a year there minimally um, as, as it grows. Uh, of course, we're not just going to start with those people. We're going to spend time next spring and summer reaching into the community and inviting and doing all these things. Um, but, uh, if someone in our church is feeling that compelling, man, maybe this is something I should be a part. Mm-hmm. What's their best way to let you know that, that they're, cause I, I want them to, I want you to be the leader. So how, what's the best way for that? What, what do we have coming up set up? That's going to help them well one thing they could do they don't even have to sign up for it but if they want to stick around after the service on uh sunday october 15th we're just going to have a, a meeting grab some pizza mm. and just yeah right. good pizza or well you know <laughs> <laughs> we'll have some you know we'll have some pizza we'll feed you that's the bottom line <laughs> so we'll we'll just have a time where uh all the people who have already shown interest in, in yeah. anybody else that wants to come can come and just no strings, attached. no strings we're, attached. No strings attached. We're not signing any contracts. Yeah. We're not drawing any blood. Nothing. But to hear about. Just to hear about it and hear us talk about it and dream about it and yeah. get excited about what's ahead and and just hear what a little bit of where people are at too. Um, so there's that, but there's also on our church center app, if you open that up, you know, it has the announcements right there at the beginning. Uh, and then there's an announcement for this. It's been in there for weeks and there's a link on there mm-hmm. that you can click and Go sign up and say, hey. I'm seriously, it's like yeah. a serious interest. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested. Yeah. And we've already got, I think, nearly 40 people right now. Awesome. So Awesome. Well, I mean, we, you know, we're going to have to duplicate so many of the things that we do around here, our kids, men and worship mm-hmm. team and, you yeah. know, all the things. So we need, we need workers. I will say uh, we're not looking for anyone who just wants to come to the church plant and sit in a chair yeah, we're looking for people who yeah. want to invest in the kingdom mm-hmm. of God through this, through energy, effort, finances, all all those things. So, and it's an exciting entrepreneurial, uh, taking new territory kind of a deal. Yeah, I figure if you know, I'm 60 and can, <laughs> yeah. can do it. Come on, we can all do this. Yeah, it's yeah. not time to slow down. Yeah, it's not time to pump the brakes. No, it's and I I think some people they need an adventure like that. I think you so. Know? It's something powerful to that. I mean, our, I mean, everything about us is made that way. We right. Were, you know? Right. So, yeah. you know, I think there's a lot of people probably like me who were sensing, hey, I, I need to be living in a place of faith. Yeah. I've just been kind of coming and doing. Yeah. So I would say to people that 
you know, you feel that stirring in your heart to, to do more, mm-hmm. but you want to do something that's unique and different and new. Mm-hmm. This would be a great place oh, to yeah. jump in yeah. and uh, see what the Lord might do yeah. in your life. Uh, the other thing we're doing, uh, Robin and yourself and Amy and I are going to go to Dallas in yeah. November to mm-hmm. participate in Church Multiplication Network's uh, multi-site church planter training. That's going to be fun. Uh, and then I would expect come January, we'll really begin to lean into strategy, prayer, uh, putting piece, actual pieces together so that, you know, late next spring and in summer, we can do some preview services. We can do some outreach ministry. And then our goal is to launch, uh, officially launch next September. So it's yeah. going it, to, it, and you know, it'll be here before you know it. I know. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, the other day I was like, oh, it's a year from now. And then I went, what am I thinking? No, it's, a, it's just a, a year. It's 11 months It's now. only a year. <laughs> but we know the Lord's in it. Yeah. feel strongly about that. So, yeah. uh, hey, listen, if you're interested at all, please come on October 15th, right after the morning service. Uh, assume since we'll have food, we'll be in the dining room. And uh, you can just come. Of course, it would help us if you go ahead and register. Yeah, that helps. Uh, on the uh, Church Center app, just so we have a good head count for pizza. Don't want you to go hungry or anything like that. And again, I reiterate, if if you just want to come and listen and hear about what this is and, and what kind of church this will be uh, with no strings attached, that's what this is for. Um, so, co- so come on out and, and join us for that. Be in prayer um, for you know our training when we go mm-hmm. in November as yeah. well as just the conversations and, and development that we'll do between now and then. Just that the Lord really leads us and guides us. Of course, we need a location. You know, we're going to have to find a place where this church is going to meet. And, you know, those logistical pieces will have to start falling Mm -hmm. into place as well. So, you know, even if you're not going to go with the church plan, it's still something this church is doing uh, in in, together. You know, this, even if you don't go to the church plan, if this church plan succeeds, we, we all win. Yeah, I've already had several conversations with people that, like, I may not be there, but I know I have resource or I have. Exactly, Whatever. and I'm thinking, great. Exactly. Yeah. It's going to take all that because it's all of us. Yeah, it, right. it, when one wins, we all win. Yeah. So this is going to be an incredible opportunity for this church to collectively go to a place it's never been. Uh, so I'm excited about that. Praise the Lord. So if you're interested, join that. Uh, certainly reach out to Pastor Jim or myself if you have questions or 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 just need clarity or whatever. And uh, Pastor Jim, thank you for joining yeah, us today. Very glad to have you. We'll do it again and and give updates as we go along and progress what God is saying and doing. Uh, So until next time, my friends, uh, hope you have a great day. and We'll we'll, uh, catch you at our next Beyond Sunday podcast. Have a great day.